Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and on the drivehubler.com hotline. We have Dave Majors. He is the CEO of Meekum Auctions. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Good morning. We are underway here at the Indiana State Fairgrounds for Dana Meekum's 36th annual spring classic. All right. Lots of cars, cars, cars. So let's get into it. Before we begin, can you give us an overview and tell everybody what is Meekum Auctions? What do you guys do? The Meekum Auctions is the world's largest collector car auction company. And by collector cars, that's anything from, you know, pre-wars, early 1900s. Uh, 50s, 60s, 70s American muscle cars and right up to, you know, brand new exotics, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Porsches, Mercedes. And we do uh, 13 events a year across the country. Indianapolis is our second biggest event. Uh, In total, we will bring about 15,000 cars to auction this year uh, for a total sales of about $850 million. And we have 3,000 cars here at uh, the Indianapolis State Fairgrounds uh, today. Dave, Dave, I'm curious. um, Has the the car industry, we saw collectibles during COVID, whether Mm -hmm. it's magazines or baseball cards or coins or whatever. See huge spikes in in prices. They've kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Has the, the collector car industry kind of been the same way? Yeah, the you know all collectibles uh, saw that spike, as did the collector car uh, business, and we we actually increased our total sales by about fifty percent during the pandemic, just because of that uh, that strong increase in price. I would say in the collector car market, we've not seen the retraction that maybe you've seen in in other places, but we have seen prices start to level out a bit. They just haven't fallen backwards. I want to know about some of the cars that you have. Um, do do people prefer the resto mods, or do they like them with all the original parts better? You know, it, it's interesting. Uh, the first time I saw a resto mod was here at the Indianapolis auction, probably about seven or eight years ago, and it was a, a 1965 uh, Corvette split window, and which is a very popular uh, Corvette, probably one of the most popular models. And the collectors looked at it as kind of an abomination. It, you know, you've taken this beautiful 65 split window and you've, you've done this to it. You've ruined the car. It, it didn't get a lot of attention, but in the last three or four years, resto mods of Corvettes and, and really any 60s and 70s American muscle car, mm-hmm. they're beautifully done, and they are some of the most popular cars at the auction and command prices in the several hundred thousand dollar range for yeah. ones that are, that are well done. Casey, did you want to introduce our guest before I ask this next fabulous question? Yeah, we've got Dave Majors. He's the CEO of Meekum Auctions on the line with us. Dave, I'm, I'm curious, when you watch a movie, like when people are in professions, you know, they whatever their profession is, it kind of maybe ruins the cinematic version of whatever. Are you super picky when you watch movies with old cars? Do you look <laughs> at them and go, oh, those people are full of crap on that. That, that and that is wrong. I drive my wife completely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And, and you know so often it'll be you know you're watching a movie that's maybe set in in 1962 and they show a 1965 corvette and i'll immediately point it out that, that car wasn't even made 
this movie supposedly took place. Right. Was there anything wrong in Ford versus Ferrari? <laughs> no, actually not. And that, you know what a great movie that was. And we actually owned one of those GT40 prototypes, and so mm-hmm. we we had all of our staff. We rented a movie theater and took the entire staff to see that movie because sitting right outside of my office is that you know one of those very cars that uh, the Carroll Shelby cars. So. It, it, we were we were really uh, happy to see that, and that brought a lot of attention not only to the 2005 and 2006 Ford GTs, but now the new uh, Ford GTs that came out in 2017 that uh, are still you know are still being produced today that are bringing a couple of million dollars at auction. You have a 1968 Shelby convertible that's going to be I think it's a lot S169 that's going to be up in the auction, and I I don't know, but if I'm putting down a couple hundred thousand dollars for this classic car i wanted to have air conditioning in it and and things like that do people who are buying the car do like like who are these people are they all movie stars with a big wallet or you know like what is your customer base yeah well yeah actually we we bill ourselves as the collector car auction company for everybody and and what i like to say is it doesn't matter what make what model what color or how big your pocketbook is, it's probably here someplace for you in 3,000 cars. We, we started today, we're selling cars that are collector cars uh, at the low end of the scale that are ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 each. And by the time we get to a week from tomorrow, the last day of the auction, we'll be selling cars that are uh, obviously multi-millions of dollars. Wow. So our, our, we, don't, we don't cater to just the elite. Um, you know, we're a family-owned business. Dana Meekham started the company at his kitchen table in 1988. He has four sons that work with us every day in the business, and, and, and we like to say that everybody is welcome to our auctions and everybody's part of our family. Casey, real quick, you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, it's David Major, CEO of Meekham Auctions. Now, uh, I'm curious, when you guys come to a community, it almost seems like it's like, hey, you know, the Rolling Stones are playing tonight in Indianapolis, <laughs> and there's all these people who come. Can you talk about kind of, and you guys do this all over the country, can you talk about the impact, you know, from a, you know, from a fiscal standpoint, a financial st- standpoint, you guys bring a lot of people to our city and create a lot of commerce. Yeah, I, you know, I call us the uh, the traveling circus because we do travel like a circus. We, uh, at last count, I, I, I think I'm still correct, uh, we travel in 35 semis to move this show from one city to the next. And that includes uh, 18 semis that, that are just equipment, to, you know, all of our lighting grids, our stage sets. Uh, when you come to one of our auctions, everything you see we brought with us. And then we have 14 car haulers that we use to bring uh, customer cars. Of course, of course, not all of them. We can't haul 3,000, but a lot of customer cars. And one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that we produce our own television shows. So we have four television trucks that, that come with us as well. So when you see people on our stage wearing Motor Trend TV T-shirts and, and sports coats for the announcers, there's nobody here that works for Motor Trend. They all actually work for us, and, and we're producing our own show. So, you know, the first, maybe the, you know, the first economic impact is I have 300 people that travel with this show that are, are going to be here for two weeks. They're going to stay in hotels. They're going to, you know, eat and hopefully not go to the uh, refreshment establishments very often. <laughs> but, uh, you know, beyond that, we will have uh, somewhere around, uh, I would guess, at this event, forty to 50,000 people that will yeah. come here, not only from, you know, just the local community, but from all over the country, filling hotel rooms and, again, restaurants. 
and maybe most importantly to the state, uh, we're going to do at this event uh, somewhere around 120 to 140 million dollars of sales over the wow. nine days. And of course, we're collecting sales tax on those sales. So. Yeah. Uh, it has an economic benefit to, to the state coffers as well. Dave Majors is with us, CEO of Mecham Auction. Dave, we only have about a minute left, and I've got a bunch of questions that I still want to get through. So let's just <laughs> rapid fire really quick. What happens when a car doesn't meet the reserve? Uh, we, we have the right to continue to sell that car for 21 days. We have a booth called Bid Goes On. If it didn't make the reserve, you know what the lowest bid was. You go to the Bid Goes On booth, make an offer higher than that. And we still uh, close probably 10% of the cars here after it crosses the block. Where do you find the cars that are in the auction? So all of these cars are consignment cars. They come from all over the country. Uh, People call us up and say, I've got a car I want to sell at your auction in Indianapolis. Or maybe I'm a collector. We have 30 collections at this auction that range anywhere from five cars to 50 cars coming from just one individual. So a lot of these cars are within a six-hour radius, but uh, this event draws all over the country. I'm excited about the Elvis Presley motorcycle that you have. And uh, so what is somebody from his estate call you and say, hey, we've got this Harley Davidson. It was uh, the last Harley Davidson that Elvis Presley ever purchased. You guys want it? Yeah, it actually wasn't the estate. It's a private owner that uh, that motorcycle was purchased by Elvis Presley. Uh, it was titled in his name. He never actually picked it up from the dealership, and so it was bought wow. secondhand uh, from another uh, from another buyer, mm-hmm. and that's who's brought it to the auction. So getting getting a lot of attention, of course, is every time we have something Elvis Presley, it does. Yeah, and which uh, which vehicle are you most excited about? I I'm like everybody else, the Black Ghost. I, I like I like vehicles that are iconic that have a story, and the Black Ghost. Uh, is probably one of the most fascinating stories that got its name. It's a 1970 Challenger. Uh, been in the same family since 1970. It got its name because it would show up at street racing at night in Detroit. Nobody knew who owned it. It would take on all comers. It would. It never got beat, and it would disappear into the night just as just as quickly as it showed up. Yeah. And so it had that mystique around it. Sounds, it sounds like awesome. the show we do here, Dave. Sounds exactly like that. <laughs> Shows up under the cover of darkness and disappears. Yeah. Dave yeah. Major, CEO of Mecham Auctions, we appreciate your time. If you would like more information on the event that starts today and is going all through next week, you can find them online. It's Mecham.com. That is M-E-C-U-M.com. Dave Majors, thank you.